The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm Zim Huda. The flu thought it could hold me down. The coronavirus thought it could hold me down. <laughs> it couldn't. Because black and orange is running through my veins. As I tweeted earlier, they don't have a vaccine for black and orange. I want to have this segment really quick. Um, I, I appreciate Ace holding it down for me. He went over some great free agent um, tracking stuff. I, uh, I think one of the good ones that I, I really, really hadn't paid attention to was Joseph the safety at 26 years old. I think he's a great fit. I, I just want to see Sean Williams move up in the box some. I just want to get right into it. Um, one of the things that I was going to do when I was on the show with Ace is uh, pretty much go over what I saw from the combine. So from the combine, we saw a lot of different guys that pretty much beasted out. Um, I'm not talking about... Uh, Joe Burrow's little baby hands or anything like that. But there's some guys that did some some really, really good stuff. Um, but I think when I get into uh, like a mock draft setting, I want to get into how what's my thought process, my, my thought process going into it and different things that I wanted to kind of take a look at, like going in, you know, like and this is the preface on how I get into the mock draft um, thing. But some of the things that stood out to me, I wrote a lot of notes. Um, I'm looking at running back a little bit because I'm unsure about Geo after this year. I'm unsure if the Bengals will even keep them moving forward. There's a couple of articles out even right now just showing that they will pretty much be off the hook for 4.75. Going into this free agent period, yes, letting Dalton go, getting rid of Cordy Glenn frees up 70 million. But... You got to sign Joe Mixon, probably about 10 mil. So now you're down to 65. You got to sign A.J. Green for another 17. What, what's his uh, cap hit on, uh, what is I think he's at 14 or 15. I got to make sure. But either way, you're down. You're, you're, let's say you get around 55, 50, whatever. So then you got that. Then you got to figure out what you're going to do with William Jackson. So then that's easily another 10 to 12 million right there. So now you're in that 40 to 30, 30 something range. But then you got all of your rookie signings. 
So that factors in another seven to eight million because you got the number one pick is a little bit higher than normal. So I'm going to put us right at the threshold of like 2830 at the most that you'll be going to free agency, which is really good. You could you should be able to walk away with that with one big name free agent and probably two key pieces. But you could walk away with three starters, even if you were at 25 and still have and still have a couple of million you know, to go. So with that said, I'm looking at running back because we had an injury um, with Rodney Anderson and Travion Williams, although I love his blocking ability, I'm not 100% sold on. So one thing I was looking at was running backs. I love the running back. Um, it's a little funny, but the reason I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm targeting him is because I think he'll be there a little bit later when we start talking like fourth and fifth round. But uh, the running back from Utah, his name kind of escapes me right now, but let me take a look at something. Yeah, Zach Moss. So Zach Moss tested decent, and I, I, I saw enough on film where I like him. Um, but he's 5'9", 223, uh, good arm length. His wingspan is uh, in the upper echelon of everything. I think um, I don't really care about the bench press that much. Uh, he's not going to be a burner, but he's a solid piece, and that's one thing I was looking at. Um the, the kid, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin running 4-3. He's going to be amazing. I don't think he'll fall to him. So some, some of those guys like that, I kind of like back off a little bit. T. Higgins had a really good um, showing on some parts. Justin Jefferson had a really, really good showing. And, J and Jerry Judy, he wouldn't fall to us. He didn't have the greatest uh, combine either. Henry Ruggs had a really good combine. Denzel Mims had a really good combine. Um, uh, among, yeah, Mims ran a 4-3-9. Justin Jefferson ran that 4-4. So coming into it, everybody thought he was just a slot guy. I even thought that he could maybe fall to 33. I'm now taking him off the board. No way he gets to 33. Henry Ruggs runs a 4-2. So if they want to move up and go get Henry Ruggs, I won't have a problem with that at all. Don't really care about bench press when it comes to wide receivers. Um, let me go. What else did I write on here? That is, Moss did not test, so we won't be able to see him. There were a couple good tight ends that I wrote down some stuff on, but as I do, every time I do a mock, it's hard for me to go tight end. So that, that one is a head scratcher um, for me currently right now. One guy that I'm really, really looking at at the tackle position, because I think he'll be there later, is Matt Pert, the, the tackle from Connecticut. I'm really, really looking at him a lot. Um, the kid Moody, I was, uh, so that's Natan Muti from uh, Fresno State. I was really, really looking at him. But because he did 44 bench press reps, I don't think he'll be there as e um, either. And one thing that I do value is athleticism from the from the tackle or the guard position or any offense alignment, period. Um, Matt Pert, um, he ran a 4, 4.06, which is really, really good for a man his size. He's a big guy. Um uh, there's uh, the guy Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. Keep an eye on him. He tested high on every single measurable that they had. So I really, really, really um, fell in love with that. Um, going to D-tackle, Chase Young, I don't think he, you're not going to see him testing to pro date. Um, some of the guys that tested real good, um, Khalil Davis was really good. Um, he tested, he was the highest at the 40, uh, Ross Blacklock, uh, from TCU. That's a guy I will put a circle around too. 
I want to make sure we keep a good eye, keep a good watch on him. Um, the kid from NC State, James Smith Williams, I think that's a big sleeper of mine. Uh, he ran a really good 40 as well. Um, linebacker, I think that's a big focus for everybody, right? So I want to spend a little bit more time on that. The names to watch are going to be, to me, are, um, you can pretty much cross Isaiah. I only think in Bengals terms. So Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, you can cross that off the board. Kenneth Murray, you could pretty much cross him off the board. And Patrick Queen, you could cross it, those three off the board because all three of those guys ran really, really fast and they're not going to be available. But now, Zach Bond is a guy that uh, Cincinnati.com, I mean, I'm sorry, not Cincinnati.com, but the Bengals website wrote about frequently and lets me know that he's on their radar. Zach Bond uh, was third in bench press, but he didn't run fast. And for a big guy, if he could fall to us a little bit later, and if you're you're wondering, my guy that originally had a number 33 was Akeem Davis Gaither. Um, he had 21 uh, bench reps. And that's really, that was tied amongst like, that's tied for like fifth. So it's really, really good. I mean, I really, really believe in that guy, but he's got a foot injury, I believe right now. But if you you haven't been following me, Akeem Davis Gaither, some people think of him as like, I don't know why they put him as an edge. He's a linebacker to me, period. Um, but Zach Bond is a name to keep on watching. Uh, Kenneth Murray, yeah, we're not looking at him at all. Malik Harrison, and one guy that I don't want to do is Terrell Lewis. I'm very, very scared of him. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm scared that the Bengals will fall in love with him. I just don't believe in him at all. Um, he didn't really test that well, but I think he'll be there. And because he played at Alabama, I think it'll be like one of those things where people will be like, yeah, yeah, like go get him, go get him. Um, there aren't. The linebacker, like, once you get past the third round in this in, in any mock scenario, I just don't see it. So it kind of makes me want to go early on a guy like a Zach Bond, but he didn't really have the greatest combine. But the fact that Bengals' website showed him a lot, and I love his tape. And so that's one of the things that makes me want to really, really, like, take a, a bigger look at him. The next position I want to look at um, is cornerback. Jeff Gladney is a guy that I wasn't really looking at that much, but then when he ran, um, uh, when he ran, he didn't run a good a good forty. So I just think he's going to fall. I mean, he I think he ran like a four or five or close to it, and which which now screams to me slot guy. But if you're not going to sign B.W. Webb and you're not going to sign Darquez Denard, that's a guy that can fall. And I, and I said Gladney, but it's Gladney. Um, But that's a guy that I think you should take a look at and keep an eye on, too, because his tape is really good. He just didn't have – he just had a bad combine. But I like guys like that, and I always kind of check those guys out because those are the guys that I think will fall back into your lap, and you'll say, damn, like, I, that's a guy that I want. Some of the guys that, you know, that I really loved, you know, before coming in, you know, like a Christian Fulton and guys like that, I just don't think you're going to really see it. I mean, Jeff Okuda, uh, I think he'll be there. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. But it's tough. I just don't see him. When when we get to the mock scenarios, which is the whole point of me recording this right now, then I'll show you what I'm saying. It's just like you don't really – I just don't count on the guys being there. The next one I really want to pay – I keep on looking at Antoine Winfield Jr. He ran a 4-4-5, and I love his – the him roaming with Jesse Bates coming down into the box, like, and then allowing Sean Williams and, and – line. It, he represents like the hybrid playmaker that I want. So I'm a big Antoine Winfield Jr. fan. So that kind of rounds out most of my the guys that I'm kind of targeting. So then when I go into my mock, right? So go, first of all, uh, Joe Burrow gets drafted. Then you see guys like Jeff Okuda come off third, Isaiah Simmons, Justin Herbert, Tua, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Names that you know, you know. Now, one guy that get, that's been getting linked to us a lot lately, lately is A.J. Espinaza. Uh, if he were to fall that far, that would be a big, a good pick. But I'm not in love with him, but I wouldn't be mad at the pick. I don't even really see a need for Edge that early for me personally. But he would, he, he is a five-tech guy that will allow... Uh, he can, he, you, can, you can push him inside and it'll allow... Gino to be able to fight with somebody and get pass rush up the middle, which I think will go so far for this team. You then one one thing that I noticed is Hubbard is not really that good on the inside. So now you're rotating him on the outside, but you know you got Dunlap out there, but it, he would allow you to run more three four stuff. So I do like that pick. You'll see that a lot. Um, Trayvon Diggs is a name that I kept on seeing fall in this mock. Uh, he went twenty one. Makai Becton is there twenty five. In this mock, Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray get they they don't go until like 26, 28. Josh Uche, Uche, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And Jalen Rager. If those guys fall into our lap at that 33 pick, I will love it. The other thing that is key to kind of um to take a look at too is the fact that the Andy Dalton trade is going to be big because two two options, whether they get a fourth or third, some crazy fans think they can get a second, whether they get a fourth or third, they can use that to move up into the end of the first. They can use that to get two picks in the second. And that's what I would be good looking at because how I was saying Jalen Rager, I think he'll still be available. I thought he would run a little bit faster. I think he ran a 4.49 or something like that. I could be wrong on that. I, I, my notes are a little bad on him. But that's one of my guys I really, really like. Um, Justin Jefferson got taken. But what I was going to say is like Rager and guys like a Bond or something, I think if you could get two picks in the second and Akeem Davis Gaither, who I really, really love, I think you could turn that Dalton pick into two different guys getting – like I just, I just really believe in that. You, you could get a couple picks in the second round or move up to the end of the first. And when I say a couple picks in the second round, that Dalton pick could put you at the top of the second. But I don't know what the Bengals board looks like. But the second round is so important for this club this year. 
I mean, there are there are going to be guys too. If they can leverage it and figure out a way to get Dalton in there and get a, you know, like and get a, if I'm saying he can get a second, if a team is willing to come and get that second, and then you're able to leverage it and get to the back of the second, and then you got a nut and you already had the third, then you'd be looking at man, you talking about a full roster revamp with guys that will play early on which has plagued the Bengals so, so badly in the past years. But guys like Cameron Dantzler, who I really like, um, he'll be there. Uh, A.J. Terrell, the corner, he'll be there. Um, then you could look at the running back a little bit earlier, like a DeAndre Swift, a guy that has no business being there that late, could be there. Um, there's, some, there's some guys that, you know, we'll be looking at. In this mock, Jacob Eason, uh, is going to Steelers, which I would love because he sucks. <laughs> That's going to be the highlight of this recording. Uh, J.K. Dobbins had a bad uh, combine. He's, he fell down in here. Okay. But the, this is the, the next pick that I got. Antoine Wilfield Jr. He's just – and look, and on the board is Denzel Mims. Now, this mock is from Fanspeak Jim or Fanspeak uh, – I forgot the guy's name. But I like – I usually like his board. But Denzel Mims had a really good combine. He's got Denzel Mims coming right there in front of, um, right there in front of uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. If that was the scenario, and you'd be looking at your third pick, the 65 pick, and we're looking at Antoine Winfield Jr. and Denzel Mims, I mean, it's a party because those guys are playing year one. I'm telling you that right now. And so, I really, really appreciate this board. For that, once you get past there, it gets really muddy. That is, Moss comes off the board, but that's what a Dalton pick is so, so key. Also, guys like A.J. Green, the corner who, despite just loving his name, actually has a really good tape. Um, uh, guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, who everybody loves as well, Malik Harrison, they'll all be right there as well. But this is the guy that I really want us to fall to the fourth is Matt Pert, the tackle from uh, Connecticut. Strong as an ox, got time to build, get him up, get it, do whatever. Because early on, Mooty and Pert were like neck and neck, but Moody having all those bench press runs, I think he comes up a little bit further in the third round and not goes not go to this fourth. But in the fourth, if you could somehow get Matt Pert, the tackle there, I really love what he's got there on tape. Um, had a pretty decent um, combine. After that, I went with Zach Moss, the running back, to kind of cut this thing a little shorter. He tested fairly well, but he's a guy that really, really is just a just a pure running back. Looks really, really good. Jawan Jennings from Tennessee um, would be my six-round pick. He didn't have the greatest combine either. Um, like I said, I like guys that fall just based off the combine, but I know what they can do on tape in their ballers. So just to recap, there's Joe Burrow, Zach Bond, Antoine Winfield Jr., Matt Pert, Zach Moss, and then Jawan Jennings. I did another mock, if you've seen it on my Zim Hude page, um, Zim underscore Hude um, on Instagram. I had a mock that got some really good reviews, but as the combine unfolded, it just, it became unrealistic to me. So this one's a little bit more realistic. I'm not in love with Zach Bond at the second pick. He's a slower linebacker. He's not going to be the guy in coverage that you guys want, but he is going to be able to do some off-ball stuff. Three, four, uh, he's going to kick inside. Be, um, I, I just I just think he pairs up well with Pratt. I think getting the, like a young infusion of talent early on defense 
with him and Antoine Winfield Jr. set the tone to help out guys like Jesse Bates, help out guys like Geno Atkins that severely need ball players and, and playmakers. So going defense early, but then picking it back up to make sure that Joe uh, Burrow has the the solid groundwork that we need for him from the running back position and the future of tackle. You have some competition with Fred Johnson over there, even on the right-hand side. You got things. So you're not so limited and you're not forced to go uh, guard or tackle in free agency. Although I want them to do that, I just think the Bengals probably won't. But that's the one thing that they haven't scouted well. So that's why I keep on pushing. Um, there was a report, Brandon Sheriff, who I really, really wanted. I think the Redskins are going to franchise him. So that kind of killed my hopes and dreams for him. Uh, there are some guys out there, though, um, as Ace pointed out earlier in his um, in his pod that he just recorded as well. But I just wanted to run over those things. I'm gonna go into it a little bit depth uh, into it a little bit more with some more depth later on when we get into our uh, live. What we'll do uh, generally, we do those on Thursday. I'm going out of the country for a little bit, so pray for me with the coronavirus on that one as well. Um, I must stay healthy. I beat the flu like it was nothing. I can't be stopped. I'm like Tyson Fury um, in that regard. But aside from that, we're going to get into like what I saw from like the combine. I just want to give a, a more realistic overview of some guys that I really, really like. Um, I mean, Henry Ruggs, like there, there are guys that if they're there at 33, I mean, it's it's endless. It's endless amount of talent. Um because of the injury to uh, to uh, Davis Gaither, I think you we could figure out a way to move Dalton and get Gaither and another guy like early in the third. But that might be hoping too much. If Bengals have them on their board high, they got to go get their guy. So that's not that's something I wouldn't play with. But there's some kids out there, man, and I really really want to get into it. We'll go over some combine performances on Thursday. We'll pull up some guys and we'll. We'll ask you guys some questions. Please make sure you're checking out all the other shows on our Cincy Jungle affiliates, um, the OBI. They had a really good podcast um, the other day, I think, with Solomon Wilcox. Um, I'm working on some guys. The Burrow Babies are here. We're going to go full force coming up the end of this week. So be looking out for some Burrow Babies announcements. So I'm working on that actually as we speak. But um, if you guys don't know what that is, you'll find out very shortly. You won't see me advertising it that much because that's not my style. But the cool kids, the people that understand what it is to be rebelling against the system, rebelling against everything that you know, rage against the machine is the mentality. And we will single-handedly wield the Bengals into winning form. And if you really believe that, come join me in this fight to victory. Me and Ace are going to be covering as much as we can as we move forward. Follow him, New Stripe City, on Instagram and Twitter. This is the Orange is the New Black Podcast, signing out.